0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway!
1: Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Iron Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Pat. And Jason, we have a trade. Lowry Markinen going to the Cleveland Cavaliers in a three-team sign and trade. He gets a four-year, $67 million deal. Uh, coming back to the Bulls, is a future first-round pick, lottery-protected. I believe Casey Johnson reported that's a 2022 first-round pick, so it would give the Bulls potentially two first-rounders this year if Portland can make the playoffs. Uh, The Bulls are also getting a 2023 first-round pick. I believe that's originally from the Denver Nuggets, and that's protected. That's a
2: second-round pick.
1: Yeah. So that's the second round pick, right. Protection from 47 to 60 and the bulls are getting Derek Jones jr. Uh, Larry Nance jr. Is going from the Cavs to Portland in the trade. So this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the bulls to deal marketing in to see if they can get a first round pick back to see if they can get a player back. And turns out they got both. So just, you know, initial reaction to this. I thought it was a pretty great trade, uh, I wanted Larry Nance Jr. for sure. Those like six seconds where Woj reported that marketing was going to the Cavs in a sign and trade. He had yet to say what was coming back to the Bulls. I'm thinking, oh my God, dude, if they land Larry Nance Jr., I'm going to be over the moon ecstatic. Uh, turns out Larry Nance going to Portland in this trade. Bulls still get Derek Jones. He's on a $9.7 million deal that will be expiring after this season they get a pick back uh pretty incredible i think for for terez kind of to be able to land this type of haul for larry Marketing. what did you think of the trade jason when you saw it come through your timeline
2: yeah i mean my first reaction here to Shams' tweet was uh what a fucking steal uh and i mean it's, it's great like you said they they basically got everything that they wanted out of this deal. they got the first round pick they get no b- bad money, which we talked about in our pod yesterday. They got so an expiring deal on Derek Jones Jr., who's he's 24, super athletic. I don't know how actually he, how good he actually is, but like for depth in the front court, and he's obviously a super great dunker. So like another guy that Lonzo can throw lobs to, another high flyer next to Zach. So like at least a lot of fun as a bench guy. You can play the three or the four. Maybe they play him at the five in small lineups. I don't know. But t- so to get that, and then you get an extra second round in there, uh, second round pick in there as well. Uh, I mean, that's just a home run. And that the Lowry number at four years, 67. I don't really know what the Cavs are doing. I guess they're they're still kind of in rebuild mode, and they're just banking on, I guess, some of Lowry's upside. But, I mean, they just drafted – they just gave Jared Allen $100 million. They drafted Evan Mobley. Now they're giving Lowry almost $70 million over four years and trading Larry Nance, who's a really solid player. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on there in Cleveland. But, uh, I mean, whatever. I think this seems like – I don't want to say it's a home run move for the Bulls, but I mean it's really the best we could have really asked for out, out of a Lowry sign-and-trade. He goes elsewhere, gets his fresh start. The Bulls get a, a rotation piece. They get a first-round pick. They get an extra second. Uh, so to, to replen- help replenish that first-round pick stuff, as you mentioned, it is I think it's 2022. I saw it. Woe say it is a lottery protected t- through 2028. Nance going to the Blazers. As long as they don't trade Dame, should give them a pretty good chance of making the playoffs and having that convey or the bulls can use it just whatever to make another trade uh down the line here. Uh I mean Derek Jones Jr. also flippable at around 10 million a year. The Bulls still have they now have 13 guaranteed contracts. They have the biannual exception they can use. They have a traded player exception as well. Uh, so they have some flexibility to add to finish off this roster. Uh hard to complain about this at all. Seems like a great piece of work by the Bulls front
1: office. So the pick is protected one through fourteen through twenty twenty eight. I did not see that piece of information until you just said it. Just went back to Woj's timeline to confirm that. Thanks for mentioning it. It conveys into a second round pick if uh, the Bulls don't get that pick by twenty twenty eight. So hell yeah, dude! I mean, just awesome. Like to be able to have that pick is a future trade chip, I think, is terrific for the Bulls. I'm really curious to see how this affects the Stepien rule, because previously the Bulls couldn't trade any more future first-round picks. Uh, I guess the the nearest pick they could trade was 2027, because the NBA has a rule called the Stepien rule where you can't trade first-round picks in consecutive years. The Bulls had already sent out Uh, Their 2021 first rounder, obviously, that was the number eight overall pick to the Magic in the Vucevic deal. That became Franz Wagner. The 2023 first round pick, also one through four protected, going to Orlando in the Vucevic trade. 2025 is one to eight protected, and that is going to San Antonio in the DeRozan deal. So now the Bulls get a first round pick back. I don't actually know the logistics of how this affects the stepping rule and if the Bulls can swing More trades for first-round picks now. I do know that this is just a terrific trade for the Bulls. They basically accomplished every single thing they wanted to in this deal. I think Jones potentially could be a rotation player. Now, his numbers last year were not very good. I believe he had COVID, though, and perhaps that affected his performance a little bit. Uh, He's just turned 24 years old, so he's in the prime of his career a uh, decent size at 6'5", 210, but as a seven-foot wingspan, I think it could be pretty interesting to slide him up to the four. I'm on his basketball reference page right now, and he's basically never played power forward in his career. He did a little bit in 2019 with Miami, but he's been almost strictly used as a three. He's kind of a similar skill set guy to DeRozan a little bit, where he can't shoot at all. But he's a better defensive player than DeRozan. Obviously, he's much younger. Just looking at the shooting numbers, for his career, Derek Jones Jr. has hit 29.4% of his threes on under two attempts a game. Uh, so, you know, he's not going to be a floor spacer, but I kind of like the idea of using him as a buzzsaw defender at the four. I think that, like, you could play him in lineups with Zach and Lonzo when DeRozan's off the floor. That could be pretty interesting. So, yeah, I like getting... Derek Jones Jr. I don't know if he's going to be a long-term piece for them, but this year he could potentially be like the eighth man on the team probably. We'll see how it all shakes out. And then his contract's expiring, so maybe that gives you a little bit of flexibility. The trade deadline with him as an expiring deal. You could flip him, uh, or he expires next season, gives you some more financial room to breathe. So really good piece of work, I think, by the Bulls on this. With Karnaschovic and Eversley. Uh, getting Markinen off the team, which I thought was absolutely critical. There might be some fans who, you know, like the idea of bringing Markinen back. The Bulls did need a backup four. They still need one unless their plans are to play Derek Jones at that spot. But they had to let marketing go just because he was a relic of a past era. Uh, you know, to see him go from a guy who was thought of as a franchise cornerstone to like, you know, the seventh man on the team was going to be a tough pill to swallow for him. So I love this move for the Bulls. I think it's awesome. It makes me... Uh, even more excited about their off season ahead of next season. And this rules, dude, very good work by the bulls.
2: Yeah. it's just very nice to turn the page. Finally, we, we took, we're talking about it yesterday. We're like, we just want the saga to be over. Let's hopefully move on. I know we both said that maybe they bring him back, but uh, to, like, to get all this stuff that they, they wanted for him is great. They turned the page on. it. You talk about a relic of a past era. I mean, people are t- mentioning right now on Twitter that it's now Zach and Kobe are the last two guys from the Guard Packs there. They've almost flipped over this entire roster. Zach is obviously a star, so he's he's good. It's cool that he's here. We'll see what happens with Kobe. Uh well, maybe he's a guy who gets flipped later. We talked about him a bit yesterday as well, but they basically turned over this entire roster and after a very uh after a very basically after they basically did nothing last offseason and we were kind of we were kind of bitching about that and we and it was kind of annoying. Basically, since the trade deadline, they've just completely turned this whole thing over. They got a whole new team around Zach Levine now, uh, and it's really exciting. There's a lot more talent. I feel like they still. I think there's still some work to be done. I mentioned they still have the biannual exception. They are, I think, twelve million under the hard cap. We'll see, and they have that trade exception as well from the Tice thing. Theoretically, I like. I, I would like to see them just use the biannual on somebody. I mean, whether that is somebody like Paul Millsap or the, or whether they go out and get another big man. And then I do wonder if they leave that fifteenth roster spot open, and maybe like at the deadline, either you trade for somebody using that exception. I know it's not very big, but maybe you use that. Or if they do go flip Derek Jones, and maybe or they combine it with somebody else, and maybe consolidate into somebody else. I do. I, I am curious if they if they are going to leave that last roster spot open. But if not, again, they have minimums as well. In addition to BAE, they have the TP, so they do have this flexibility to add more guys, which is great. So like again, yeah. I don't want to say home run for such a, like a, I guess, it's not really a minor move, but like uh, definitely a good deal for the Bulls. It does help kind of put somewhat of a bow on their offseason, but still some possible moves to make. Uh, And we'll see what comes next. Like I said, maybe, hopefully, now that they have made this move, now maybe they'll move on and maybe get a move on making some of these moves. Again, if they do want Paul Millsap, it sounds like he might take some time. Um, But we'll see.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Uh, what's, uh, one thing ahead. that stands out to me about this trade is that just Garpax never could have done this shit. Like, Karnaschovas knew what he wanted in this deal. He wanted a first-round pick. He wanted no bad money. Uh, Theoretically, he wanted a guy who could also be in the rotation this year on the bench because the bench remains pretty thin. So Portland was a team who, like, obviously they felt some pressure to continue adding to the roster because of their Damian Lillard situation. For them to trade a lottery-protected first-rounder and get Larry Nance, I think that's a great value for the Trailblazers. Like, Larry Nance is awesome. Really good defensive-minded forward. To have him in Covington now as sort of the backline protection for CJ and Dame, I think is a really nice move for them. Cleveland, I don't know why they wanted Markinon and why they wanted him to pay him that much. I guess Markinen is the heir to Kevin Love's shitty white guy throne. But uh, (laughs) Cleveland, you know, was motivated to give Markinen this big contract. Portland was motivated to continue adding to the roster to get Lillard or to to get Lillard all the help he could use. And I think it's just awesome by the Bulls to have the connections around the league and the wherewithal to like – Pull off this three-team trade that gets them everything they want, and the previous front office was just like so insular in terms of how they did their business. Basically, if it wasn't a favor from Mark Bartlestein, they weren't going to do it in terms of making a move. So it's just such a, fre- a breath of fresh air to have a front office that like can have a plan and can figure out a way to get it done. I mean, even if this isn't like an amazing, amazing return, I guess like, dude, if you get the like the Blazers, to me, are a low-end playoff team. If they get the 7 or 8 seed in the West, and you get a top 20 pick out of this for Lowry Markkinen, that's pretty incredible, given where Markkinen's status was uh, coming into you know this offseason and throughout this offseason. So I think this rules. I'm super happy about it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I mean, the Nats thing, just like, he should help the Blazers be at least a pretty good team. Like, the Blazers went healthy, like are at least a pretty darn good regular season team. So, like, hopefully that they can whatever that they make the playoffs or at least get in the play and get a chance to get in the playoffs. And I mean, either way, even if the Bulls don't trade the pick, hopefully it does give them a chance for that pick to convey whatever. Either however they want the Bulls want to use that pick, whether it's a trade, whether they actually end up getting it and using it on a young player uh, or something, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, definitely awesome move. We'll we'll see. We'll see how uh, the bulls, like I said, do this moving forward. Sorry, my dog is being a little shit. He's got a squeaky toy and super annoying. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just got it out of here. Um, I guess I really don't have anything else. So we wanted to make this quick. I know we were trying to just fit this in here. Uh, I'm on my lunch break. I know, Ricky, you had some more work to do. Do you have any uh, final thoughts here before we wrap this up?
1: Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I'm excited to see what the Bulls do with the bench now before the end of the season. Are they going to continue adding to the roster? Like, I think they still have a pretty decent size need for yeah. another big on the roster, so Aaron Baines could be a guy. Ed Davis maybe could be a guy. Gary Clark maybe could be a guy. Patrick Patterson maybe could be a guy. Is your is your guy Hartenstein
2: still out there? Isaiah
1: Hartenstein could maybe still be a guy. So I think they still need some beef up front for yeah. sure. I would love another big forward. I do think it's it would be smart to play Jones at the four. I but I you know that. You, for the regular season, though, you're just going to need some more size. Otherwise, Bradley is like, they got two bigs on the roster right now, right? It's Bradley and Vooch, so.
2: They got uh, Marco, man.
1: And Marco, but like, I don't know how much you want to put on his shoulder. So I would love to see them sign another big forward or possibly like a 4-5 hybrid. Uh, I think Gary Clark would be really interesting because he's like a buzzsaw defensively. I think he could potentially fit with their starting unit uh, when they wanted to get you know, a breather to, to one of their guys. So yeah, keep adding to the roster, AK. I mean, pretty much, I think maybe the bulls will have one more move left in terms of like a minimum signing adding to the roster, but otherwise this is probably going to be it. And yeah, dude, I'm excited. You know, knowing AK, he'll probably make some more moves at the trade deadline. Maybe he'll flip Derek Jones at the deadline and uh, get someone else back that he wants or flip one of these picks uh, and get someone else back that he wants. So, very cool stuff by the Bulls. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, see a couple of people mentioning Millsap. I think we've brought up Millsap, Millsap, Millsap multiple sure. times. I mean, he's he's like the dream option there. Veteran can play the four and the five. Uh, there's a lot of teams interested in him. Obviously, he's still a pretty he's still a really good role player for being 36 years old. Uh, and so he'd be great. We do have one. Oh no, he left. We there was one request to speak. I was going to let him on before we get out, but he looks like he left. Anyways, we both got to run. We just wanted to get in here real quick. Uh, to talk about this deal—great deal, great, nice little Friday surprise. Uh, actually, hold on—we got one speaker request here. We'll let him on before we—it's our guy, Winky Winky Christ. We'll let him on real quick. Hold on, I thought I let him on. What's going on here? Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I thought I accepted him. Maybe my app just being silly. Anyway, we'll just wrap up here. This thing's being goofy with me. Thank you, everybody, for listening real quick. Oh, wait. Is he back? We'll try again. It is just not working. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, so we'll just finish up here. Sorry about that. I don't, I'm pressing – I am accepting your speaker request, and it's just not not coming up here. Anyways, we'll wrap up, and uh, thanks again, for everybody, for listening. I said a great Friday surprise. Larry Markin is gone. Bulls – Changing over this roster. great to see. We'll see what else they what else uh, they do to finish up this off season. but ba- most of the big work is done and we'll see what else they come up with. Uh, as always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. We also did have a great pod yesterday that I posted yesterday. So if you haven't heard listen to that, go listen to our other pod from yesterday. We answered a bunch of questions uh, from listeners from Bull's Twitter people, and that was a lot of fun. Obviously, some of that, a lot of it involved Larry marketing talk and that's now totally out of date. but we also had a bunch of other great talk. Uh, just about Pat Williams, Kobe White, Lonzo Ball, all this other great stuff. So please go listen to that as well. This should be up on our feed hopefully later tonight at some point. So uh, obviously go check that out. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. obviously we're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Please give us those five-star ratings on Apple. It helps us out a ton. Please let us know how we're doing. Give us that feedback. You can find us on Twitter at Bulls underscore J and at SBN underscore Ricky. We will talk to you guys next time. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening.